0: Thank <laughs> you.
1: Get out. What's up? What's up? I put a little fun fact in front of us today.
2: I know. I see this.
1: Karyophyllene. this This terpene is one of the only terpenes that binds directly to the endocannabinoid receptors. Through this effect, karyophyllene is thought to boost the effects of cannabinoids directly, including CBD and THC. And one of the more common places you can find karyophyllene is in pepper and peppercorns the more you know. (laughs) Oh, you guys, you are about to get highly educated with the Cannabis Closet podcast with Canna Queen. That's me. Hi. And MJ, that's her. Uh, This is an adult content show with no limitations on subject, language, or actions. Opinions, views, and expressions may or may not be that of the host, their guests, or their subsidiaries. Please note we are not medical physicians, nor are we attorneys, and information shared on this podcast is solely based on our personal research and knowledge and experience. Welcome to the show. Thanks for rolling up and showing up. What's up, everybody? What's What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Did you guys like us uh, for if you caught the intro music? We had a little intro music. We had a little intro music today, um, and I changed our background a little bit. Just yeah. thought it would be like a little fun to do. <laughs> so you know, here it is. Here it is. Changes. Changes. <laughs> Changes. It was just, you know, I mean, I like the background. <laughs> we can bring it back. It's not a big deal, but you know. So I found this uh down at the bottom. They added this uh new feature probably bef- a while ago. But anyways, you play background music. So this yeah, one-
2: that's what was playing that day when you were like, What the fuck is going on? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all yeah, the things like, going happening? on. That was the music that was in the background. Um, <laughs> so this one is called feeding. Feeding the ducks. Yeah, I, I know. It's the best one. It's the best one. And it's called Feeding the Ducks. So <laughs> it's the best one.
1: Yeah.
2: And you can still
1: hear us over it too. So it's <laughs> It's so great. I love it. I love it so much. I wish it was longer. If it was longer, but I like the loop, but I wish it was yeah, longer. Yeah, yeah. So welcome to the show, everybody. Glad you could make it. Um, we, we are back. We took, uh, we took, we took the day off Monday. We'll tell you about it. Uh, but first we, we wanted to do a little bit of switching up on the show. Um, so, so first, uh, a word from our sponsors. <laughs> This show is brought to you by CQ LLC. CQ LLC is an education and consulting service for the cannabis industry. We can help you comply with Colorado rules. We can help you train your staff, mitigate uh, any kind of risk that you might be facing. And also, we are certified to teach responsible vendor training. So give us a call, 970 426 5985 for more information and get signed up for a responsible vendor training class in Colorado. Um, we would love to help you out. We uh, have an online platform for RVT right now that is hosted through Greenflower Media. Holler at Greenflower Media if you haven't checked them out. De- definitely do. Great educational source. Um, yeah, CQLC 970 426 5985. I was reading something the other day that said, I still say my number twice when I leave a voicemail, and that's the 90s in me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Somewhere. well it's
2: also advertising like repeat the number 10 times like have you heard those courses where, yes like, <laughs> I say it say. over and over and over what is the
1: one 800-588-2300 that's right that's empire. you're welcome um <clears throat> This show is also uh, brought to you every day and always by Queen Kitty Seltzer. Queen Kitty Seltzer, no THC, no sugar or sweeteners, absolutely no yak in the back. We use organically grown hemp and natural botanical flavors to um, get the flavors of our drink and get the CBD into our drink. Uh, There's no yak in the back. It means you're not going to have some weird flavor on the back of your tongue after you drink it. It's nice and refreshing. Pop this kitty, put it in your mouth. Quench your thirst with a queen. We have some big news coming out for Queen Kitty soon. So stay tuned and pay attention to what's going on because it's gonna be amazing. Uh,
2: amazing. So excited. So excited. So excited. I mean, we've been talking about it for a while and alluding to it, but it's actually But it's like, actually happening. It's in progress. Happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked about it. Um, so just to, so let's roll right into the show and let's talk, but this is the, why is Canada queen mad segment, but I'm not actually mad, but I'm a little disturbed about it. I'm a little, I'm a little disturbed about this fact that I found out, or is it a fact is the question. I didn't really read the comments, which maybe I should have to see what was happening in the comment section of this video I'm about to play. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is, this is something that's super, super, mm, yeah, okay, so um, we've already done our trigger warning, but just to let you know, this video is a stitch, it's from YouTube, uh, it's a stitch with a, with a man who is, who is absolutely losing his mind, um, I didn't watch his video, because I'm not going to give him that kind of play, but um, the premise of his video is he's mad, that dylan mulvaney um for those of you who don't know is a trans woman um she does the i i've been i've been a girl for this many days right she's she's the person who's doing that and um so it's pissing a lot of straight women off and it's pissing men off and it's pissing transphobes off and those are all people in the same category of transphobe by the way um so anyways dylan carries tampons for you know, if so, she doesn't need them, right? But women are different. Like we're different. We do things for each other. Just apparently, we're different. I didn't. But, realize I mean, that
2: this was even a thing.
1: So, so this man is ranting about he can't believe that women are in the bathroom yelling through the stalls door just doesn't believe it happens. Give me a tampon, right? First of all, we don't yell at each other. So stop being so aggressive. (laughs) We ask politely, but I'm, I'm going to, uh, let's, let's, let me, uh, share this, share this video. Let, Let me, uh, let's hit this present button. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Chrome tab. Which one is it? I have a lot. I'll have a lot up here today. So just give me a second. Okay. This, go lay this.
2: on the couch. No 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 no. Go lay on the couch.
1: Go lay down on the couch. Okay, here we go. You guys ready for this? <laughs> it's great. Here it is.
2: A woman shouting to a stranger in the next stall asking for a tampon is
0: not a normal right, fellas of TikTok. Stick with this one because I've got a question for you at the end. Okay bear with me feel right free to go and have a look at the original thread on this one uh it's transphobic it is this guy suggesting that dylan is being weird for carrying tampons and the reason that he thinks that she's being weird is because he disputes that women ask for tampons from each other he says it's just i just can't conceive that that's what happens in female toilets he also says it's super weird the idea that women would ask each other for toilet paper if it's run out in your stall that you would ask people on the, the stalls on either side of you if they've got any worth noting he starts his entire video by saying he's never been into a lady's bathroom so he doesn't really know but this is his best guess For his benefit should he see this yes we ask each other for tampons all the time and um, more importantly and this is where I come to the question yes if I'm in a if I'm in a busy public bathroom and my stall hasn't got any toilet paper I will ask I'll say uh, excuse me you haven't got any toilet paper have you I'll, I'll do it to both sides and if they have they will pass it underneath the stall. That's, that's the rules. In fact, even if their stall hasn't, but they have some tissue in their purse, they'll pass that under, like that's, that's the rules. So here's the question. If that isn't the rule in men's bathrooms, if that's not the etiquette, if there's never an excuse for saying, "Um, excuse me, like I get that feels quite feminine as I'm doing it. Um, If you need toilet, is a man, if you need toilet paper, right? circumstances have led to the need for toilet paper and your stall doesn't have any, and you're not allowed to ask the people next to you, if they've got any, how does that situation resolve? How, how do you leave the store? What, what happens to make that okay? So you can pull everything back up and walk out into public again, because this raises the possibility that you just think, oh, well, I'll just manage and just pull up your trousers and walk away. I'm going to need someone to tell me that's not true or I'm, I'm not going to sleep tonight.
2: I was going to say I'm speechless, but my mic's just
0: off. Oh
1: my (laughs) God. So, so I've asked a couple of men about this. So one said, that they check the stall before they go in okay that could be a great answer unless you're in a busy space where you don't have time to check the stall and if somebody doesn't come out and tell you which we normally do that too hey this stall doesn't have any toilet paper like get you some fucking something else you go so next you're saying it happens to men too that we just pass it right but this man is just maybe he's a man's man so right uh, I can't pass you toilet
2: pipe paper it might make't even you know. ask
1: for it you just gotta go out with a shitty bum right so the other um, what's up little Bobby customs perfect entry time so the other um, so the other man that I talked to about this uh, said that they carry wet wipes with them like they carry something in their pocket with them and also they generally speaking avoid public restrooms but that's not always easy to do or or even logistically possible to do um sometimes my uterus presses up against my bladder <laughs> and then we got no fucking wait till you get home situation we got to go and we got to go now right so 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 this is just listen men y'all don't ask each other for toilet paper if you're out in the stall like it's just a courtesy y'all don't talk to each other in the restroom is that is that is that is a woman thing exclusively because I can't imagine having a shitty asshole all day and who's doing your laundry because not me
2: no and because not me why is it not okay to ask to you? I, I don't know. I, and again, I don't think that that, that so I, represents I think, the majority. I think that he, that person represents himself and is a, is a layman. Right.
1: Like, and, and, I his, can't and his little group toilet, of I can't like, talk to you. transphobic, homophobic little group of people. Yeah. I think I agree with you on that. I don't know if this is necessarily a trend among men. I think that if you have a shitty asshole, you need to ask for some toilet paper at least and at, mi- at very minimum toilet paper is necessity um that's because that's gross but it was also just like part of his transphobic rant like how dare this not biological woman carry tampons that she doesn't need how dare she um, we share stuff like that with each other all the time. And also men, if you want to catch favor with women, you should carry that shit too. Cause if your girlfriend starts her fucking period while you're out on a fucking date, wouldn't it be nice to make her feel comforted by the fact that you're not an ignorant fuck and hand her a fucking tampon. So she take care of herself. Cause she didn't yeah. have any, maybe she, maybe yeah. she wasn't prepared. Maybe you keep them in the, in the, in the glove box the of glove your truck box. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Oh, don't worry, babe. There's tampons right in there. What's what do you need? Got you covered. Got you covered. You covered. If one um, thought about it like that, instead of worrying about what the fuck Dylan Mulvaney is doing with her life.
2: Listen, uh, some of these men roll around thinking that we have everything come out of one hole. So let's just start there is that there's a lack of education of sexuality and um, and about women
0: about women. Um,
2: yeah. And it's 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 amazing how some of these people get laid in that how we are able to procreate in this world, because I don't, you know, men, men.
1: <laughs> men. <laughs> um, I am not actually I don't I don't actually carry tampons, but that's because I don't use them. And so, um, and so maybe I should, but also if I carry tampons, ladies, you would hate (laughs) me because I would have to carry the like natural ones where you have to like,
2: yeah, I mean, that's
0: I'm, yeah,
1: you know, I won't have no fucking applicators and shit because a lot of those commercial tampons have chemicals that can be very harmful to your health. So, yeah.
2: And then you're putting it inside of you.
1: Mm-hmm. I did okay. it for years. We all did. We all did for years. And um, and then some of us, you know, changed to the natural. Some of us changed to other methods um, because that shit's dangerous. So um, next, next topic of discussion, we would like to wish a happy, happy birthday Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Marla. Happy birthday, sister. She's probably taking her siesta. She'll have to watch it on the playback, but we didn't forget about you. We love you so much, and you are an (laughs) integral part of our team and our lives as well.
0: We love you.
2: I'll try to tune in. She's like, that's probably going to be during my my nap time. And I said, of
1: course it is. Um, Of course it is. She's in a different time zone than us right now. I know. I know. It's ridiculous. So um, <laughs> happy birthday, Marla. Happy
2: birthday, sister. So every year she likes us to call her and leave her a voicemail um, so that she can save it and have it forever in a cloud. Nice. So, yeah. So she you, even, you, if you, was, even if you call her and talk to her, you have to call her at, back and she will make sure that it goes to voicemail and then you have to leave her a voicemail
1: so funny you said it's kind of morbid because if you die then she still has your voice and that's why she wants it and I said I'm with her on this yeah pretty much I'm with her on this um <laughs> I I uh I got into a physical altercation um years back that I have since seeked therapy for um over over not voice not voice stuff but like stuff writ like memories uh writing like Thoughts for the day, we like there was this, like, uh, like a good thoughts jar, and the destruction of that, uh, created a physical altercation. <laughs> and that's all I'll say about it. Don't get physical. And I'll also say that physical violence is not the answer. And I did have to like work that shit out in therapy as to why I reacted that way. It's a poor reaction, but, anyways moving on. I believe in that kind of stuff. I want to have those memories of my loved ones so that I can look back and be like, "Oh, fucking that was such a great, you know, yeah." So, I get it. <laughs> Happy birthday, Marla. Happy birthday, sister. Um okay. um also uh we got our first fan mail. Fan mail. I know. Is I woke up this morning, and there was this this mail in our inbox, and I was like, "Whoa!" Because the because like it made me look because the the subject made me look right. So I was just like, "Whoa!" And I open it up, and they're like, "We are, we are, like we you listen trying- all the time. We are on right." So that so so this, uh, woman sends us, uh, an email and she says, you know, we listen to you all the time. Um, and, uh, we, we love, we love your show. We love blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read it word for word. Cause I didn't pull it up, but, um, but they, they also do a podcast and they do, um, and they do compliance in, uh, California. And so it's also our first request for somebody to be on the show. So they asked if they could join us on the show. And I'm absolutely. So uh, I will be reaching out to them uh, tomorrow and um, getting getting a uh, schedule but shout out to Deborah and Joey. Um, they also uh, Joey has a podcast as well. So she is his um, publicist and I was just like automatically like, we need a pose (laughs) like, yeah, right. Okay. So the podcast is called, uh, it's called the dollar pound, the dollar pound show. So it's a dollar sign, the $1 pound show. It's what it's called. It's $1 pound show. So it's the dollar sign, the number one pound spelled out show the dollar pound show. Um, and, uh, they talk about, uh, compliance on there. I listened to it, it sounded very professional. And so on this email, um, she Debra wrote also as a podcast host he's got all the equipment to ensure audio quality will be top notch. If you decide to go ahead. And I just laughed at that so hard because I was like, Oh, well, he's way more professional. Like immediately when I read that, I was like, we don't, <laughs> I was like, we, we do not, uh, you know,
2: we get by as
1: really well doing what we, we do, what we do and it, and it's okay. It's pretty it's good. Fine. Um, you know, <laughs> but when I I listened to little snippet first of all uh this man's voice is to die for. I mean of course he does a podcast. It's a beautiful voice. Uh so so so, so I listened to the podcast and I was like, "Oh, listen how clear that sounds." <laughs> Uh, he's gonna be the only one on our show that sounds that crisp and clear
2: (laughs) I I feel like we've had some guests that have pretty legit I mean you look at you and you're like legit little mic over there as I (laughs) Yeah,
1: I got got a new one recently I had to because my old one was just it wasn't doing it broke it stopped working we are the queens of technical difficulties we're kind of proud of it Um, (laughs) a little bit it's a staple for our show
2: I mean, Uh, yeah, it's not. we've gotten, I I, I guess, yeah, definitely our ratio of technical difficulty to not, uh, to to getting through a show without, Um, I would say it's probably about 50 to one.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) there's very few shows that, that don't have some kind of, you love it, Uh, we love it too, that don't have some kind of technical (laughs) technical difficulty. It's like 4.41 right now. So I'm just waiting for the five o'clock hour to come to prove our point. Because for some reason recently, your phone has just been like bloop at five <laughs> o'clock, and you have to come re- restart everything and come back. Because then I start sounding like max headroom over there. Yeah, and, part
2: of it is the earphone things. Like if my earphone dies in the middle of it, it, it just, it's like, oh,
1: that's it. I died. Like,
2: I'm going to jack up your
1: whole system. <laughs> so crazy. Technology is supposed to help us, not hinder us. Oh. oh my gosh. So I'm looking forward actually to talking to both of them. Uh, I can't, I can't wait. I can't yeah, wait. I'm super, so excited. super excited. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we need a publicist, uh, but we don't make any money. So, I mean, I, you know, whatever we do it ourselves. Um, <laughs> we took Monday off you guys, uh, for a very good reason for very good reason. um, we took Monday off, uh, for butt stuff. That's what, not both of us. We, let me explain. Uh, first of all, I want to say that March and I didn't know this until Monday that March is, um, colon and rectal cancer awareness month. So be aware, be aware, be aware. Um, so how do you be aware? So you get screenings and, Uh, and so that's what I was doing on Monday. I got a screening and when they give you this, I did it early in the morning, but when they give you a screening, they actually put you out for it. I was asleep for the whole thing, uh, (laughs) for the whole thing. And, um, and so the worst part of it was the 24 fucking pills, which I think is better than whatever that slurry is that everybody used to complain about back in the day, like even up to recent. And some of y'all still got to take it because you can't swallow pills. But for those of us who can swallow pills, the pills are a little horse pilly, uh, but you have to do, um, so, so it was like a regime of like 12 pills at a time with three full 16 ounce cups of water. So, um, take 12 pills with the first 16 ounce cup. Yes. Let's take 12 pills and then drink the other two within, um, within like a couple of hours. So I started at six and I ended at nine. So it was like three hour process, right? Also, I had to be on a like liquid, clear liquid diet, which was miserable for me. This was the most miserable part for me. I can't,
2: yeah. I I was like, I did a fast or I did. a. Oh
1: my God. So I literally, I, so what happened? I think my sugar spiked too fast. Because I passed out for like a second. (laughs) I like passed out because all I had been eating all day was like soup and fucking jello. That's it. And I was like, so I ate another jello. And then suddenly I started feeling lightheaded and like dizzy. And my ears started ringing. And I looked over and I was like, I need help to the couch. And he grabbed me and he like basically dragged my ass to the couch. I passed out for a second. It wasn't long. It was quick. And I came back and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and so that was the worst part is just not being able to eat. So I definitely scheduled my stuff early because I was like, I'm not waiting till noon, till noon to afternoon. No, no, thank you. So I scheduled early um, and I got it done. And like I said, the most uncomfortable part was taking those pills. I had to also wake up at three in the morning to take my second dose because my procedure was at nine. So I had to like be up and take it. I was exhausted, but uh, great anesthesia, uh, great doctors. uh, Everybody was great. I think I woke up and he was like, I'm going to show you this. You might not remember. I don't remember, but I was told that (laughs) I was like, he's like, here's some pictures. And I was like, you're going to show me a picture of my butthole? I was so excited. What was it pictures of? It was of, uh, so actually there was a picture of my butthole. So just to be clear, but it was like the inside, like, so everything was inside in my intestinal tract and then everything was numbered. And so it would be like close-ups of these really important parts of your intestinal tract. And, um, and then he like explains what, uh, what, you know, if they found anything bad or anything, so then you only have to do it every three years or every 10 years. And so the difference between those two things is whether or not there's anything concerning in this one. So if this is a screening to see if there's anything that they should be concerned about. And if there is, then um, they will take care of that. And then you have to do that screening every three years. Um, If there's not anything to be concerned about, which is the category I believe that I am placed in, uh, then you only have to see them every 10 years, which is amazing. And here's the thing. The reason why I thought this was important to talk about and um, to share a part of my personal life or whatever, um, is because uh, if you catch it early, then you can avoid getting colon or rectal cancer. But if you don't catch it early, this can be one of the most deadliest types of cancer. And so that's why you want to do it. And so they recommend forty five by, you know, at the age of forty five is when you should start your screenings. I just turned forty six, so this was my first one. And um so they but they recommend you know around this age. Uh but also I was just reading an article yesterday that said that more young people are um are at risk and are are, are getting colon cancer and rectal cancer. I don't is know. Is it due to diet or I, I feel like it is
2: or i mean
1: because obviously <laughs> yeah this is definitely a new segment of the show let's um, get personal i think it does have to do with diet i think it has a lot to do with diet um uh um you, you guys know sugar feeds cancer we've talked about this before if you didn't know that sugar feeds cancer and a lot of everything that we eat has sugar in it including bread including like your spaghetti sauce including like things that you wouldn't think have sugar, have sugar in them. Anything that's
2: processed usually has sugar in it in some form or another.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And anything like a, like, like a, a toast, like a fructose or a a soup trose or whatever, uh, those, those all break down the same way in your system. Um, I'm not going to be a hypocrite and say, you know, That I don't eat sugar. I definitely do. I overindulge in sugar. We all do. It's part of like American culture, even Um, people that come from other countries are absolutely shocked at how much sugar there is in all of our food. Um, and so, and then, and then, and then like high fructose corn syrup, like alternative sugars, all of those that are like marketed to you as like a diet supplement and all this stuff, they all break down in your system the same way. And a lot of those dietary type sugars, um, the, the stevias, the whatever the, the those different types of sugars, they all break down the same, but also those different ones can also cause all kinds of havoc, wreak all kinds of havoc cause they're not a real sugar. Um, so, um, just keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, it has to do with our diets. Uh, we need more fiber in our diets for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and less sugar, um, less processed foods, things like that is going to help you, um, is going to help you through this process. Um, I, <laughs> mostly enjoyed the the evacuation portions of this process not that I had to do that off, like I did have to do it often that wasn't the part I enjoyed but I enjoyed the idea of like getting all of this like toxic sludge and shit out of my body and like kind of starting anew like so I just yeah I love idea of- <laughs> it was just like woo it's a so free <laughs> Um, but if you are, um, 45 or older and you have never gotten a colonoscopy before, um, I do recommend it. And it is painless. Like, like I said, the most uncomfortable part was the getting ready for it. Like getting ready for it was the most uncomfortable part. The process, I was out for it. The doctors were, were amazing. The nurses were amazing. Um, um, you know, I have, um, a very high anxiety. I had nugget with me. They were like so super cool about it and then he left before I got like like as they were putting me out or whatever. Like right before they put me out, he left um and I got the procedure. I was asleep for the whole thing and then I woke up and I laughed my ass off. I thought everything was hilarious. Um and I felt really good and and hungry. And so <laughs> but also like coming back to eat again Um, you can eat whatever you want after the, after the fact, but like the idea of like having a completely empty stomach, like completely empty because I couldn't even drink water um, at two, at the two hours before my procedure mark, I couldn't even drink water or like, I think it was four hours before my procedure, something like that. So, so, so um, a completely empty stomach, completely empty stomach. It's very hard to like, get back into the, even when you want to eat, you're like, I'm hungry. I want to eat, but like, keep it simple. Keep it simple. That's, that's <laughs>
0: well,
1: yeah, go, go get that checkup done. If you haven't done it, there are um, there, you know, if you don't have insurance, there are um, free clinics in areas that could see you, including if you're in an area that still houses a Planned Parenthood. A lot of times they see people for things like this as well. So, um, so yeah, check, check out uh, if you can, but if this is one of the most preventable cancers and, and so go get your colonoscopy. March is awareness month. So be aware, be aware, (laughs) be aware.
2: You are, you are notified. (sighs)
1: Um, oh, I want to put this, I wanted to put this up. So, um, we're in our history corner now. We're moving really steadily through the show today because I have these show notes and it's like, yeah, 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 yeah.
2: And I'm over here working on artwork as you're talking. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, <laughs> so we have a lot going on. We
1: have like a lot stacked on the plate right now. Um, but it, we, this is our history corner. And the first thing I want to share in our history corner is this, um, this headline that I came across right here. Um, It was on the Last Prisoner Project's page. Um, They were convicted for marijuana. Now they're the first in line to sell it legally. Under a special program, New Jersey prioritizes granting licenses to dispensaries run by people with marijuana convictions on their records. So I just wanted to highlight that because I thought that was really super important. I didn't have the whole story. just have that little snippet of it. But if I can find that whole story, we'll definitely bring it to you. Um, But I, we have a bunch of stuff on the, on the stories today. So we'll see what we can, we can get to today. Um, So during this part of the corner where we like to highlight black history, women's history, et cetera, um, a lot of times I find things or want to highlight things that are um, still happening now. But part, of our, our, but part of our history as well. And so the other day uh, we played a video uh, from a young lady and she's just answering comments from an original video. I mean, you, you got to go like way, kind of way back to find the original video, but she's just answering comments to what she said. And a lot of times when you're on TikTok and you're talking about social justice, uh, all the white men come out and they start like, you know, banding together to attack your page. And so that's what's happening with her because she's explaining racism to them. And they're like, no way. That's (laughs) not how it works. It's not what happened. Like I was just saying the other day um, uh, that uh, I was talking about my childhood the other day and I was talking uh, about how I didn't know um, that we all like me and most of my friends were dealing with the same shit at home. Right. And we had like angry alcoholic fathers at home, uh, or daddies or whatever you want to call them anyways. Um, so we were all like walking on eggshells and we didn't even know it. Right. Um, and it's because, and I don't know where I was going with this point. Uh, <laughs> I just lost my whole train of thought where I was going at this point, but I grew up around a bunch of kids that didn't know that we had to do that. And and so we, we couldn't kind of band together and protect ourselves that way. I think um, maybe some maybe like one time I had somebody over my house that realized in in my house because of things that happened in my house while she was there that, oh my God, we have a same thing, right? Um, I don't know where I was going with that point. But, um, oh, the, the point is that, so when you point out things to other people, they want to fight you on it. They want to come into your comment section. And that's what's happening with her. And that's given her content, actually. Um, so I'm going to share this. Uh, it's another TikTok from, um, what is her name again? Uh, her name is... Um, Her name is Amy Chen, but her TikTok name is Circus Fairy, F-A-E-R-Y 33. Um, And if I do realize why I was making that point, I will share that with (laughs) y'all. My high brain just went somewhere else. Anyways, (laughs) um, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Replying to, I think it's this one. I want to say let's see yes okay so the question on the table is why people don't experience racism you're delusional right first of all this isn't a question this is a hypothetical according to this person like like um you're crazy that's not even a thing not asking what do you mean white people don't so here's the here's the problem with with the word racism just being thrown around willy-nilly now people are calling it white racism, that you're racist against white people. No such thing. But anyways, that word that you're looking for is prejudice. So people can be prejudiced against white people. Absolutely. Um, but the power dynamic of white people overall and how we're treated overall in society. Um, you, yeah, it's just not it's not happening that way. And also, um, the treatment that white people get is a product of our own history of our own past It's how we how we have treated others in the past and so for 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 other people who are not white to not trust us or not believe in us or whatever the case may be you you stack it however you want um if you can't accept that, then you don't know your history. You don't understand why it's happening. And also I think that you should maybe be grateful that, um, people of color and people who are not white are just looking to be treated as equals as opposed to getting revenge and retaliation. Cause that could be a whole different fucking thing. So anyways, let's <clears throat> I'm gonna roll this. Uh, it's a uh, tick I have a couple from her today. Uh, to talk about these things. So let's see. Uh, So let's play it.
3: I find that a good way to help people who have a different lived experience than you exercise empathy for the struggles that you face that they may not be familiar with is to help them understand. And I was hoping that you could help me understand what anti-white racism looks like. Can you tell me about how you don't know where your ancestors came from because they were kidnapped and enslaved? or how you don't know what languages they spoke, what spiritual practices they had, or what traditional knowledge that should have been your birthright was lost, not because they were allowed to and wanted to assimilate, but because their enslavers or residential schools forced them to assimilate. Can you tell me about how your ancestors had explosives tied to them while they were building the United States railroads, and then as a show of appreciation, they were excluded from society for nearly 60 years? And could you tell me about the hundreds of towns that were destroyed, like the black towns and Chinatown's and Japan towns, all destroyed by the same demographic? Can you tell me about the children who were unalived because they whistled at a woman or because they floated in a lake a little too far past the segregation line? And can you tell me how it was for your parents and your grandparents to be United States citizens who were put in internment camps on United States soil? Can you tell me how it was for your family to live in the back of their store because people who look like you were not allowed to purchase or rent homes and could you tell me how it was for your parents and for you to shed blood to be treated as human as equal and to be allowed to simply share the same space as other people can you tell me about the conversations that you have to have with your children about police interactions and could you tell me about how your mother and your sisters and your daughters are concerned about having children because of lack of equitable access to health care, because doctors were told that people who look like you can't feel pain? Can you tell me how it feels to know that your ancestors lived here for thousands of years, but when you try to come here, you and your children are put in cages? And can you tell me how it felt when a few years ago, the president entertained having people who look like you expelled from the country again? Can you tell me what anti-white racism looks like beyond having your feelings hurt, feeling uncomfortable, and having your sense of superiority challenged? And when you're done telling me what anti-white racism feels like for you, could you please tell me why you're not fighting to end racism for everybody?
1: I mean...
2: That last part.
1: That last part. If you're so concerned about racism then why aren't you fighting to end it instead of pointing at other people for, I mean, you're not going to get resolution that way. No,
2: me too. Yeah. Like taking that's.
1: It's a gaslight to
2: be like, Oh, well, what about me?
1: Right. It's not
2: about you though. This is about other people. This is about uh, people that experience, uh, you know, racism for real not because you got your feelings hurt because like you said you feel feel ways about yourself
1: right 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 and when people feel ways about themselves they always expose themselves in the comment section yeah 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 um excuse me i did not mean to cough on all of (laughs) y'all Um, I also have her in a women's history uh, little snippet. So let me. Um, I I, I want to go ahead and share that. Wait, do I have another? No, I just had those two things today. But I also had her in a women's history snippet. Uh... Okay, hold on. She's gonna talk. We since since we're talking about uncomfortable things today. Uh, this has to do, uh, and, oh, and we've already talked about tampons today. We're going to talk about tampons some more. (laughs) That's That's exactly what's going to happen. So, uh, so, uh, real quick, um, which I watched the video before this, so I'm not sure where this comment is coming from. Calling a piece of stick covered in cotton, a tampon is ridiculous. Okay. So. In a, in a minute and 42 seconds, she is going to school this ignorant shit right here. <laughs> Enjoy.
3: Not sure where you got stick, and I'll come back to that in a moment. But if you think that patenting a piece of string covered in cotton is genius, and therefore women have white men to thank, because until Dr. Earl Haas patented his tampon in 1831, you believe that women all throughout history around the world had gone around free bleeding everywhere, It's because you are used to dismissing the historical, cultural, and traditional practices of people around the globe, and you are used to upholding the fiction enshrined in the patent system, often that one white man single-handedly invented the solution to a problem that the world had suffered without up until then. And this isn't even about race. Although I mentioned the papyrus tampon from ancient Egypt, Romans were using wool wrapped in string, not a stick. Japanese were using paper. Indonesians were using vegetable pulp. Equatorial Africans were using rolled grass. Hawaiians were using fern and so on, because for thousands of years, women have been able to take care of their menstrual cycle. We did not need Dr. Earl Haas to patent his tampon. And I'm getting the impression that some white men get very upset when confronted with the reality that all throughout history and around the world, people have been finding solutions to their own problems. So no, we are not thankful to the white men who capitalized on the solutions to various problems. And this isn't about gender either. This is a really good example of how white supremacy culture harms everyone and in this case given who is being kept ignorant and who is being left with a very shaky and fragile sense of superiority it may be harming white men the most
1: she fucking rocks my world i don't know (laughs) she's just so very like yes i just love it uh yeah, but she's made she makes very good points. And um yeah, the fragility is real. Um like you should be a little bit frightened, but also just like admit, admit, take accountability. You know what I'm saying? That's all that was a little bit of of everything history. That was some women's history that was <laughs> so uh we we appreciate and go follow her if you're on TikTok uh, again she's uh what what did i say circus fairy f a e r y um so go check her out and she i mean she's great good clapbacks for sure oh man uh so let's jump in to some headlines on the show oh i wanted to say since we're in the middle of the show and it's kind of like where we have everybody's attention right now um we are working on a new label we'll let you guys know when it's when we're ready to we're doing some stuff um but we on that new label want to put a new snippet of 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 a factoid of 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 something Actual and factual, like we do on all of our cans. Right. Normally, now normally, um, the factoid that we use is uh, about cannabis in some way, shape, or form. Like the endocannabinoid system is on the uh, nearly naked. And uh, and then we have uh, terpenes. On, on one of them, uh, which one is the terpenes? I think bubblegum Yep, on um, bubble gum. The terpenes one, and then we have one about uh, cannabinoid or the Recep- right? receptors, yeah. the
3: mm-hmm. cannabinoid
1: receptors on the lemon. So um, that's what we normally have. But on this, uh, on this new launch, uh, we have talked about this before. Um, we are a woman-owned company and a veteran-owned company, in case anybody didn't know. Um, and, uh, and, and and we believe in our own equality, <laughs> in our own ability to do things in this world and be able to do things in this world and be treated with respect um, and etc. cetera. So, uh, you know, we want to, I guess, on this can kind of express that by putting a factoid about women on this can, um, this idea was brought on by a situation that happened over the winter, um, and where, you know, we really did have to stand up and defend ourselves because men were silent, silent, and watching another man, issue threats and talk down and be like really just unreasonably un disrespectful. It was just kind of crazy. We can laugh about it now, but the, <laughs> the matter is, um, is that women deal with this a lot. Like this doesn't, you know, men don't talk to men the same way that they talk to women. So, right. um and um so anyways, we want to put something, um, you know, maybe statistically speaking, um, maybe about non-reporting, or but we want to keep it. You know, user-friendly. Of course, we want to avoid putting, you know, trigger words into the statement. But we also want to have a, a factual statement about what what it is to, you know, be a woman, and to li- and so we don't want to silence that either.
2: Right. We want it to be you know make people aware that these statistics are real for women. Um, And uh, you put it out. Yeah. Put it out there. Educate. That's always our mission.
1: Always, always our mission. And so if there is something that uh, you, our audience and our, um, especially you guys our regular listeners. Thank you so much for always like uh, rolling up and showing up with us. Um, But if there's anything that, um you would particularly like the world to see you know as as a fact and like have it on you know if when they pick up this this new flavor profile and they read the can they see this and this is so important to know because maybe not a lot of people realize this or maybe you know whatever and um and also if you um if there's a, if there's a woman's org that you would recommend somebody go to for facts like that too, we're going to look those things up as well. Um, but we thought we would um, entertain the idea of including you. So if you're part of the discord, definitely put in the discord and the queen kitty um, let's uh, let's create a, maybe a, like a, like hashtag, maybe put hashtag fact in there so that we know that that's what your that's, that's your intent. And um Um, And if you're not in discord, you should be, you can um, follow us on solo.to slash cannabis closet 420. But if you're not in discord, um, just go into uh, the DM of one of our social medias and we will get that message and we will um, consider it for the can. So we want to just get some considerations for the next fact that goes on the can. So if you guys want to participate in that, please do um, we would love your input. We would love your input. Of course, we have an idea of which way we want this to go, but if there's something that like, is really true to your heart that you think would, you know, be a great fact to be on the can, please share that with us. And if it doesn't go on this can necessarily, we don't plan on stopping here. So, you know, all of, all of our products in the future will always have, um, some kind of factoid on it somewhere we want, because education is really important to us. So, I wanted to, yeah, put that out there before I forgot.
2: (laughs) I know, that's great. (laughs) Um, As I'm staring at this label, I'm like, "Ah."
1: yeah, yeah, I can't (laughs) wait to, we can't wait to share it, but we're working on some things and we're going to be just, you know, cats out of the bag. We are going to be launching a new flavor soon, but yeah, keep your eyes peeled and, um, sorry that we've been a little slow on Queen Kitty social media, but we're we're working on um so lot lots of big anyways moving forward. Moving forward.
2: No apologies. We're doing no, our and you guys. No are- apologies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so today we do have some headlines, and there was some crazy ones today, and some like man. It, what, what are y'all doing? Kind of stories today. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You're like, okay. okay, we'll just do them. Okay. Let's do it. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna, I'm not going to put them up on the screen, but I am going to um, put them in the comment section of the, uh, well, of the Facebook post. So I'll, I'll put them over there. And I will try to copy them from there. I think I might have figured out a trick <laughs> to get the articles back into the, um, into the, af- the after stream, like the the podcast. The, okay, cool, yeah. cool, yeah, yeah. Maybe I don't know for sure, but maybe. Okay, so this is um, some local stuff. Colorado, listen up. Uh, two companies have uh, been um, given a health and safety advisory. Uh, the Colorado Department of Revenue in conjunction with the Colorado Department of Public Health and, and Environment is issuing health and safety advisory due to the identification of potentially unsafe levels of yeast and mold on regulated cannabis flour. It says marijuana, but I refuse. OK, um, so this first one is Carrick Harvest LLC. They do business as uh, Veritas Fine Cannabis. I'm not sure where that is. I'm not familiar with that one, but
2: um, they, I mean, it's one I uh, uh, thoroughly enjoy. A lot of the times they our okay. diesel. I mean, it's uh it's yeah. Um, okay. This is something I kind of said in one of our conversations of, I was talking to a manager and how they're, how things are going in the grow and, and what's being, you know, it's, it's, it's scary y'all.
1: Yeah. It's Yeah. So uh, through an investigation, the DOR has identified batches of regulated cannabis flour that contain total yeast and mold contamination above acceptable limits. The DOR also identified batches of regulated cannabis that underwent a separate decontamination process compared to their corresponding test batches, the lab samples, rendering the test results unreliable. As a result, the potential threat to public health and safety, there is a potential threat to public health and safety. Uh, the contaminated, untested and improperly tested batches were sold at regulated cannabis stores across the state through March 14th, 2023. Well, we're getting closer. We're getting closer because it's, that was just a little bit ago. That was just a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. So we're getting closer. That's Okay. Consumers who have affected cannabis in their possession should destroy it or return it to the regulated cannabis store from which they purchased it for proper disposal. Consumers who experience adverse health effects from consuming the cannabis flower should seek medical attention immediately and report the event to the MED, the Marijuana Enforcement Division, by submitting a MED reporting form. All affected uh, cannabis has been labeled. Uh, and it's affixed to the container. Uh, It indicates the license number, the regulated cannabis business that cultivated the cannabis, the harvest batch number assigned to it. Uh, Consumers should check the label of their regulated, uh, regulated cannabis flower for one of the following regulated cannabis sorry uh cultivation license number and harvest batch number i know i just i'm trying to be a stickler about just like really not using that word too much but um i am going to if i can not copy and paste this into the i can so there it is for everybody to see these are the batch numbers in order. So just read them, you know? Um, and yeah, it's, I mean, so we have two of those today. Uh, one is in Durango.
2: Yeah. I saw that. Um,
1: Um, the Durango cannabis company, MJ Durango LLC. Uh, same thing. Unacceptable limits of uh, Aspergillus yeast and mold. So we were just talking about the Aspergillus that's, uh, today. Uh, that's yeah.
2: the this this what you know now being tested for. Um. So my uh, the manager I was speaking to, um, she was saying in January a bunch of new regulations of testing uh, did roll through, roll out. And, you know, it, it's very stringent. It's very you know. Um, and it's, and so it's leading um, dispensaries to send their product to this decontamination or this kind of like washing of product to make sure that it's not testing for mold and mildew. And essentially, so what is that doing to our medicine, y'all? And it's kind of talking to them about
1: That's
2: freaking um, out a little bit. It, like, yeah. And, and, uh, uh we talk about taking the smell away and doing this and doing that. it's like, this is our, the medicine. And then re-adding the, term. why do you want to change like, it so much? Why are you, yeah, why um, is it? We are always advocates of uh, testing and safe, safer medicine. Um, but we also have to, I, I think about it, um, uh, just in terms of before regulation and legalization, um, we were all just smoking our things and doing our things. And yeah, you know, things got checked for mold and mites and, you know, bugs and this and that. And, 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 and you hope you're getting clean product, but, um, and that was the way it was. Right. And
1: right. We're, we're all still But if it alive. gives you a headache, you just we're stopped all still smoking alive it. Yeah. Right. It
2: just didn't exist. <laughs> hoods,
1: I know before they got involved and now, yeah. So, also, I mean, are we, oh, I don't know. Like, I think that's an important testing, but also are we over-regulating? Are we overregulating? mm
3: mm-hmm.
2: Um, in the name of, because it's like, are they, so, so do, do government facilities that are supplying cannabis for X, Y, Z, are they not, um, affected? Do they not have these issues? We don't get reports on what they're using or how they, um, uh, have a controlled situation or a controlled grow. And, and that's
1: right. So that's my, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but the batches for the Durango, I'm going to put those up too. Uh, these look like pre rolls, maybe. Uh, so if well, got... we are
2: in, into it, uh, happy four twenty, y'all.
1: Uh, happy on, 420. On Happy four twenty. And these are the ones for the Durango. Just to paste that, if you guys want to know that, there it is. It's in the comment section of your beautiful um, cast right now. It's just, you know, I don't know, like uh, grow your own if you can. But make sure your shit is clean. Make sure you're like your surroundings are clean. Pay attention. Make sure shit's not like standing water. Standing water causes mold, causes all of those things. Like make I sure
2: you're in circulation.
1: You got to be in. Listen, <clears throat> if you have. I've been dragging my feet to rip this carpet out because I know the second that I do that and the second that we do get it all set up and everything, that I'm going to have to be in that room so many times a day. I'm going to have to be in there. I'm going to be paying attention. I'm going to have to be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm just changing your schedule. (laughs) It's like having a baby y'all. You got to be in it. And because you got to make sure that you don't have no. Uh you no pests because if you have pests on one plant, then you gotta get that plant the fuck out of there so that it doesn't pass on. You gotta clean up your shit, you gotta spray, you gotta do all the shit. You gotta make sure your facility like your facility, your your space is clean. It's like a facility. (laughs) It is a facility, you gotta run it like one. You gotta run it like one. So just make sure your space is clean, whether you're growing in a tent or you're growing in a room or you're growing in a whole ass facility. That's just gotta be clean. I was working in a grow, no names. Um, but when I first went into the grow, I was like, this don't feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like I needed to be cleaner. And I was like concerned about the, you know, who am I just a lowly worker? I'm just, <laughs> I'm just here to prune the plants, baby at the time, that's what I was there for. (laughs) I was just, I'm just here to prune the plants. So yeah, you know, um, so that's kind of crazy. So those are the two things that I got today, actually, or yesterday, I think those came through, uh, yesterday, I believe those two little health advisories. Yeah. Hmm. It's,
2: uh, it's getting harder. Uh, you know, so when we're seeing, flower you know the the change in flower prices and you know and we talk yeah. about how you know all of our medicine anything that you use it's coming from the flower so um what are they doing to help strengthen um right. these and it shouldn't just be about okay well we have to send it to testing you know something and they do i don't know if there are you know grow, there are in each facility has their own growth standards right and they're there but You want them to, you want them to. Um, but there is no standardized, uh, you know, in, in that sense of,
0: well, also
1: I have a story actually today. I have a story. I'm going to skip right to it actually, since we're talking about this. Um, hold on, let me find it. Cause it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, um, it's not crazy. We knew it was happening. I've been talking about this has been happening for a while too. um, Okay, is this it? Yes. Okay, so an Arkansas patient Arkansas patient, is suing the testing lab and growers over alleged THC inflation. So <clears throat> a new civil lawsuit accuses Arkansas's largest cannabis testing lab of conspiring with medical marijuana cultivators to inflate the amount of THC in certain products. You guys do not want to know who the lab is, but I'm going to tell you. An elderly chronic pain patient targets cultivators, bold team, Osage Creek cultivation, and natural state medicinals, as well as Steep Hill testing labs in this litigation. Steep Hill is, by the way, the most popular and most used testing lab. Just FYI. Um, At least around here. (laughs) so and this is in Arkansas so um, we have uh we have one in Durango that's pretty popular too but like overall like the well-known as a well-known lab people know steep hill labs and when they see it they trust it because kind of like a a brand name ish but you shouldn't necessarily do that don't trust brand names necessarily just because it's something you've seen before you don't know them You don't know. Okay, so the complaint filed Thursday in Pulaski County Circuit Court points to third-party test results and statistical analysis to raise questions about Steep Hill's test results, which are printed on individual products sold at dispensaries. The suit alleges that Steep Hill inflates the amount of THC in cultivators' cannabis products, and in return, the cultivators have an incentive to use Steep Hill's lab. Marijuana flour with higher concentration of THC is more valuable, the suit reads, so there is an incentive to exaggerate the THC content of flour, and it can be sold for more money. As a result, cultivators often choose a lab that reports the highest THC value, a phenomenon known as lab shopping. Seap CEO denied the allegations in the lawsuit, um, innocent until proven guilty, um, I agree, and said the company would seek to have it dismissed. The litigation is likely to garner attention from across the U.S. as as its claims mirror growing national concerns about THC inflation and lab shopping. Um, The plaintiff in this case had previously filed a federal class action lawsuit with allegations under the racketeer Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations, or RICO Act, the, that action was withdrawn. She was like, I'm taking it to the top. Damn. Filing a RICO against you. Damn. Uh, the Damn. Pulaski, Pulaski County uh, complaint uh, includes alleged testing comparisons from 36 samples between steep hill and other state approved labs. Third party um, labs produce THC potency results within 10% of each other according to the complaint, while Steep Hill's results average 25% or higher than the other labs. So, and then this is on, it like, the it's listed on the story. So if you guys go, this is that marijuana moment, by the way. Um, we are an ISO accredited lab and have our processes audited each and every year by reputable third parties, which we've done since we've been in business, said Steep Hill CEO, and co-owner Brandon Thornton. Uh, We stand behind the quality and integrity and efficacy of our lab employees and impartial lab results. So they're like, nah, we didn't do it. Um, uh, Officials and attorneys for three dispensaries did not respond for a request for comment. The plaintiff also points to purported discrepancies in frequency Distribution of third-party labs results and steep hills. The third-party lab results conform to typical bell curve, but steep hills data is irregular with discontinuous curve around the 20, 20% mark. The complaint shows the suit notes that 20% THC is a well-known price threshold. Um, So um let me actually share this this uh screen so you guys can see it now i'm not saying steep hill labs is doing this cuz i'm not trying to get sued also i don't know what they're doing and what they're not doing but i am saying that this does happen um so people you know with this has been in the news and the cannabis news before about um, lab shopping and about labs um, giving false r- reports so that you know, dispensaries use them more often, blah, 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 blah. Right. So this has happened. So this was the flower potency uh, check for all of the, every everybody. And then this was steep hill. So you see how it like is, you know, this is a regular bell curve. And then this is, this is steep hill. So a study published in the journal of cannabis research found similar irregularities in testing data in Washington and Nevada, Uh, In both uh, Nevada and Washington, an unusually high frequency of flower products report THC concentrations just higher than 20% THC and an unusually small frequency report just below 20% THC. This discontinuity is evident for some but not all labs and it persists even when examining products from the same growers. This suggests that potential manipulation by some laboratories rather than some growers drives the result. Of course, some growers may also manipulate the samples they send to the laboratories for testing in order to obtain higher THC results. These findings underscore the need for oversight of legal cannabis laboratories to ensure data reliability. Finally, the Arkansas suit claims that Steep Hill and cultivation company employees to that Steep Hill allowed cultivation company employees to perform testing by also employing them, creating a conflict of interest and violating independent testing standards. The suit asks for penalties, damages and attorney's fees. Um, It goes on to talk about state's oversight uh, and um, yeah. So you guys can check that out. I'm going to make sure that we get that up, but yeah um this is an actual real thing that happens so you know if the lab's giving you good results why wouldn't i go to that lab to get the best results why wouldn't i do that you know as right. a business as a business you know cuz i'm running a business so <clears throat> if i'm running a business and trying to make the most money i'm going to go to the lab that you know that might be disingenuous and i don't know that i would do that necessarily you know what i'm saying but like Maybe even unconsciously you would do that without even thinking about it. Well, this is where I get the best lab results. So I'm just going to do it, you know, not asking, why do I get the best lab results here?
2: I know. How is that? That's a thing. It's like, how do you, they just, or is it kind of advertised on the side? Mm -hmm. Like, Hey, you know, there's a lot of elbow rubbing and
1: yeah, I don't know. Um, could be a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. A little bit of both. Um, Yeah. So, so we got to get accurate testing on it, but also we got to get testing that, that matters. And, and so I, I think molds and aspergillus matter, but like we, are we over-regulating and is that going to cause the cost of our cannabis to go up because they're going to be losing more of their crops to the these higher testing standards that they've never had to adhere to before
2: right and and we don't uh, you know there's no education on any of the 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 thing that gets done either yeah we we just expect it's supposed to be safe um who's regulating the regulators
1: right right, um who's uh That's the question. That is absolutely the question. Like, Who's
2: testing the testing facilities? How do I know that their equipment, you know, is maintained? What standards are they required to maintain
1: um, as a testing facility? We actually have, like most cannabis uh, rules have something in there that say, you know, that, that the MED can require testing of your product, like on, like, like I'm going to take Samples of your product and send them to my testing lab and see what they test at and that they, they can do that. But like, are you doing it? Like, is it being done? If it's something that you could do, are you doing it to, to make sure that we don't have these, you know, but like, how you know, also That when they do, when when you do, when your facility does something that requires an investigation, that's when you get caught doing other things that you should, and that's when we see these reports. That's when we see these reports, unless a company self reports, which we see very rarely. Very rarely. Yeah. When they get the test results back, but this is the thing: why'd you put it on the shelf before it was test results back? And I have like a million questions about this because also. You get the test results back, but then like you have to store it. So could, could those things possibly happen from, yeah, and they could from the way you store it. So, right.
2: What's the turnaround time of them receiving the the samples right. to testing?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, is it being stored
2: properly at the testing facility until it is handled? Uh, you know, again, there's no, yeah. um, it's not like they're sealing this butt up. in a, Yeah, in- like turkey bags aren't in- enough fight. anymore, y'all. Yeah, things are still going around in turkey bags. Y'all. Yes. That, as, as developed as our system is, turkey bags are still the best way to to transport shit.
1: Not even a little bit. <laughs> hey, what is this, but, shirt? But is let's this be your same. home grow
2: but i mean gosh that's gonna yeah that would set off. I just p-
1: we just pissed off a bunch of home growers to like wait a minute no no <laughs> yeah. for
2: you home for the home
1: growers when we're talking about commercial talking about- and
2: testing and the and blah, yeah blah, yeah blah, 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 blah. So it's like leave the turkey bags for the turkeys and the and and our bags at home and the home growers yeah
0: yeah
1: <laughs> I was just talking today um, on my live about how, which I can't go live on TikTok anymore. So I just go live on Instagram uh, about 30 minutes before the show starts, but how um, I got some jars and it has definitely increased the longevity. Cause I've been like a bad about just like leaving it in the bag or whatever,
2: mm-hmm. or
1: leaving it in the jar and the plastic just leeches the fuck out of your product. So, and it dries it out and everything. And now it's in this jar and it smells good yeah, still and, and it's like still nice. and.
2: Yeah. Cause then all your, all the little dust, it gets stuck to the bag versus staying on your bud. And, yeah. and I, I uh, when I'm weed rich, I love uh, putting it into the containers. I have a little old art box that I, and, and I love it. I love it.
1: Um, it's, yeah. So I just, I got, I just got a, a box of, of just jars and it's just been fa- fantastic everything's lasting longer and yeah it's been great yeah. um but yeah so um lab shopping does happen and we do need oversight on the labs just like we have oversight on everybody else um maybe we should do something about the way that we're storing these items once they leave the facility because maybe your cultivation facility, you're storing everything tops, topsy-turvy, like you're fine. Everything's great. But then they get onto the dispensary shelf and that's maybe, I mean, do we have, is that where the problem is? Or I like, where's the problem happening? If you've gotten testing and I don't know, I
2: don't. Well, and that's where that.
1: before the testing came back, like
2: Right. So, yeah. Are you allowed, you're just allowed to put things on the shelves before things get back from testing. And my thing again, is it, it, how long is it sitting at this testing facility and in what conditions I think that that's right. Right. Right.
1: right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
2: If you didn't cure, if they didn't cure it properly, it went out before it was cured or, or if it's not, again, there's no standardization of who and
1: how and what and what, I'm not going to say no names or nothing, but back in the day when I used to be a manager, my grower would send the cannabis in bags, in turkey bags, uh, from, from not sealed until they made them seal them, like originally not sealed. from From Denver, okay, still not fully dry, still a little wet. Still, I had to put it in the jar and leave the jar open. Like, what are you doing right now? And then that affects, you know what affects my weights? Because then once it does dry out, then I got way less than what you sent me. Also, that could cause mold. Also, this was back in the day before we had to test anything. So. Yep.
2: We're all still alive. The more Uh you know. The more, you know, um, I again, it is a, it is, it's a, it's a line that we walk of, we, we want it, we need it. We know that it's necessary, but also what the fuck are we doing to our industry?
1: Yeah. Like who is this serving? Yeah. But if you're going to regulate, but if you're going to regulate the, the market, then you got to regulate the things that you require of the market, which include the labs, you gotta, you gotta do it. You gotta go in there and be like, I want to see your pro. You have to have, you know, what I think is the problem too, is they don't have an, any idea. First of all, they have no idea about cannabis, but they could fucking wing it because nobody else does either, except for those of us who do right. So they can fucking wing it, but you can't walk into a lab and wing it about an inspection. So Y'all need to hire some fucking people who know what the fuck is supposed to be. In, you need to hire people who inspect labs. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Okay. Moving on. Um, this one, you know what? This story uh, just... fucking. This is why we need national legalization. What are y'all doing out in uh, Wisconsin? Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin. Wisconsin with the squeakers. <laughs> I love squeakers. <laughs> baby. Oh my God. I love it so much. Okay. Listen, isn't that right? They have cheese, right? Uh,
2: yeah. They're one of the, yeah,
1: they're one of the cheese states. Okay. Yeah. So Wisconsin, Wisconsin residents spend millions on pot in Illinois. This is a high times article. You guys know, I don't like to say it like that. I don't like to, the white people, they white people. Shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <It's> true. <sighs>
1: Listen, but they're losing. They're like, literally both recreational and medical cannabis are illegal <clears throat> in Wisconsin. <clears throat> so their residents said, fuck you and drove to get it elsewhere. And that elsewhere is in Illinois. Illinois, you might wanna thank your neighbors, it says. (laughs) Who is this? Thomas Edward uh, with High Times wrote this. For the state of Illinois, a thank you might be in order for its neighbors to the North. A newly released analysis says that Illinois collected millions of dollars in tax revenue from Wisconsin residents who crossed the border to buy legal marijuana how do they track this
2: how do they know that you're a wisconsin are taking it yeah like buying product and then taking it back
1: i don't know how they did <laughs> this analysis at all maybe um they could tell maybe they offer lower prices to their residents maybe there's like a. I i mean they're not tracked there's the uh, adult use is normally not tracked but i wonder if they just were like Illinois license, Illinois license, Illinois license, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or I mean, Wisconsin, whatever. Right, 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 right. Uh, Wisconsin license, Wisconsin. So, so, so then they just knew what state they were coming from. So like maybe like an internal tracking system, like you're like when right. you get one of those fucking cards, right. and they tell you what groceries you like.
2: Right. Yeah. And now, and so now, now, you know, Wisconsiners, you be careful because you got a big old article saying. Oh, the by the, the- way.
1: <laughs> right. right yeah D- be careful come across that state People line just
2: flash their lights at you, you better be careful.
1: <laughs> don't break two laws at once keep it steady keep it steady um okay so let's see the two great lakes great lakes states border each other that was a tongue twister uh wisconsin <laughs> a budding illinois to the north but they have very different cannabis laws Okay, so I just want to say I, I don't mean to turn this sideways but I just want to go off on a little a little bit of a cliff here. This is a, a great example of why um, why gun laws uh, in one state versus gun laws in another state that th- this is why things like that don't work. This is you know if if you have strict gun laws in, in Illinois which which they do, Um, then you can go to another state (laughs) where they don't have strict gun laws and you go buy your gun there. And then you come back with your gun to Illinois. Now that's illegal, but people do it all the time. Right. Same with the cannabis game. If your state is not got legal cannabis, well then you just go to the state that does have legal cannabis and then you come back home with it. And that's illegal. uh, But I mean, you know, not if you don't get caught. so that's what's happening you're letting all of your fucking state revenue go to illinois wisconsin because why illinois legalized uh recreational marijuana in 2019 and the state sanctioned adult use market launched at the beginning of 2020 the state also legalized medical cannabis in 2013 I don't think that they have like a reciproc or like a a visitor law or something like that. I don't think that Illinois does. So I don't think that they were able to participate necessarily in the medical market uh, out of staters, but they can participate in this adult use market. Um, Wisconsin, meanwhile, is one of the last remaining states where both recreational and medical marijuana are still illegal. Democrats in Wisconsin weak. No, it doesn't say that in the article. <laughs> um, they're determined to change that, including one lawmaker who released an analysis last week showing that the state is losing millions in potential tax revenue. No shit to Illinois. Right there. That's it. <laughs> the report from Wisconsin's legislative fiscal bureau estimated that 36.1 million of illinois cannabis tax revenues in fiscal year 2022 were attributed to the sales of cannabis made to wisconsin residents so yeah they have to have some kind of like you know because they got to check your id so they may not say who those wisconsin residents are but they do show like out-of-state sales or whatever right um which are estimated to constitute 7.8 percent of the total illinois cannabis related tax revenue According to the report, which said that of the sales made in the counties bordering Wisconsin, 120, 121.2 million or 50.6% of these sales were to out-of-state residents. If you're on the border, baby, they're coming to spend money. Yeah. That's, they're coming. Where are you, you going to put your dispensary?
2: Here you go. there. Right
1: there. <laughs> right there. Uh, Relative to marijuana sales statewide, approximately 7.8% of the total cannabis sales revenue in Illinois came from sales made from two out-of-state residents in counties bordering Wisconsin in calendar year 2022. So they're just, yeah. So this is so dumb. Like, this is so absolutely so dumb. Why would you let that much money walk out like because of a plant, over a plant over a plant over over your want to to have a big pharma money over your want to control the people? You will let all of that money go to a completely different state. You will just let them have it, all of it. It's so crazy to me. Based it's on
2: just not wanting to have cannabis, like
1: it's so crazy to me. I mean, what? Uh So that was a High Times article. There's more to it. Well, you know. Um, So, oh, let's just say this, though. Republicans hold majorities in both chambers of the Wisconsin legislature. And as they have for more than a decade, which has diminished the chances for legalization. So um, their refusal to legalize marijuana is fiscally irresponsible that's what this article says. And that's what this, uh, this Democrat says. So anyways, uh, yeah, that's, wow. That's a lot of money. That's a A lot
2: of money. And it's interesting. And again, this opens up the just the conversation of interstate commerce when it comes to legalization. Um, if why can't the, why can't the States get on board? And, you know, I mean, um, why can't a, a medical system talk like, Hey, we're going to introduce medical. Let's make sure that when you're a patient, you know, like tourists come to, from our state to your state, they can access, like, what right. are we doing here? Y'all, everybody can, can we can do this together. And why would, I, I just don't understand the thinking of like building up an industry just to sabotage it. To, yes,
1: to, to, yeah so they can say they did it it's 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 really the american way it's the feature not the flaw right it's it's like uh oh well we tried it and it didn't work right you tried it it didn't work you didn't try you just you sabotaged it on purpose
2: Right. And that you know, we're kind of running up into that in, you know, kind of our medical system here. Like we don't there's not product availability. There's not enough right. um, manufacturers staying in the, you know, or, or doing the same things that they used to do. So patients that in Colorado, they're not getting the same kind of access and medicine I, on their medical dispensary side. Being forced to shop over on an adult use side, not getting any you know benefit, ooh, 10% sometimes, you know, if you're, they're really like dispensary yeah. that really does care about their patients and they realize they're having to send their patients over to the medical side are doing 20 to 30% to help offset that actual tax. Um And if we're, this is the thing too, is if we're heading in this direction, then we've got to start talking about closing that gap between the adult use and recreational tax. Because if I have to shop on the fucking adult use side, then I don't, I I shouldn't have to pay that tax as a medical patient.
1: No, if I spent the money to go see the doctor.
2: And so, uh, yeah, I've just been having those conversations and, 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 paying attention to more to that. We've got to start paying more attention to our regulations and, you know, being written here as well. Yeah. Every state you've got to, you know, as we're moving towards federal legalization, we have to make sure that our state rights are where we need them to be for caregivers for, you know, so that if, if they do fuck our dispensary system, we still have the capability to
1: grow for ourselves. Exactly. You gotta have a, you gotta have a growth stipulation in there. Because there will be there will people. it might be harder
2: to find, but there will be people that will grow medicine for you. I'm like, yeah. shit, I will
1: <laughs>
2: caregiver yep. it
1: up. That's true. Um, this next high time story is interesting. Um, April 20th becomes a paid holiday for employees at a Massachusetts cannabis company. Nice. So they're gonna wow they own three dispensaries. Uh, it's timis Temeskull, Temeskull Wellness, Timis. I don't know. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Somebody correct me.
3: Sounds good. Um,
1: they own three dispensaries in the state and they recently announced that April 20th will be a paid, uh, holiday. Um, this honors both cannabis and culture as well as employees. They said, 420 is a day to show appreciation, love, and respect for cannabis and its power to help amplify the health and happiness that people experience in their daily lives. For us, it's a day to celebrate our employees whose passion, knowledge, and true dedication inspires their unparalleled service to our customers and our community all of the other days of the year. Uh, Here's a question. I have, and I don't know the answer to it, and I'm just curious um, what they pay their employees. I'm curious, right? What they pay their employees. That's um, nice to get a day a paid day off. That's perfect. Um, but like, do you get other holidays off? Because it sounds like also, every also year, <laughs> right, 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 right. But also, do you pay your employees a livable wage in in Massachusetts? Like, do they want to work there because they don't have to work anywhere else?
2: I, yeah, I wonder that uh, where we're, where the, across the board, the industry sits for
1: employees. Right. I mean, I'm only asking that because um, they said, we want to honor our employees. They said all this things about celebrating and honoring their employees. Um, and I'm curious if you honor them in their paycheck. So I'm I'm not being like confrontational or anything but I'm just curious about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yep, yep. So but that's awesome also that they get a paid holiday for our best holiday ever. Um and also Yeah, a do big it. sales day for for um for dispensaries. So Yeah,
2: people are, that's great. The dispensary employees definitely don't get to partake uh, on, again, a a day. Hardly ever, unless
1: that's their day off. Yeah. So, um, yeah. There's a couple stories about where 420 came from, and it kind of talks a little bit about one of those. Um, So, you know, that's in the article. It was an underground unofficial holiday Um to actually uh i don't know what unofficial holiday to actual holiday so it went from it went from that it went from like being an unofficial holiday to being actual holiday um and it's compared in this article to saint patrick's day and christmas even (laughs) the origin has become a legend so this one is about the 420 Waldo's. There's a couple of different stories about where 420 began, but I think this one may be the most popular, where they just decided to meet up at a certain time and smoke, and that became their thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, check out the article on High Times. Uh, April 20th becomes a paid holiday. That's, I mean, I mean, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that because yeah, no. As a dispensary employee, if you don't already have that day off, if that's not just like your your regular day Look off, of the draw, even, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> even sometimes when it is your actual day off, like this, you just don't. You know, we weren't able to like go to like the um, cannabis cup or anything. Dude, like I one, think, yeah, it
2: was all hands on deck. Like no, <laughs> no one's.
1: <laughs> nobody gets to go to those things, right? So so crazy. Um, I love it. Um, but I hope they pay their employees too. I hope they honor them in their paychecks and, uh, maybe with some health insurance as well. Cause we can do that now. We got health insurance, uh, with our companies now. So I hope there's, they're honoring them in other ways as well. Um, what else do we have on the list today? I'm looking, we got a story out of Pennsylvania. So let's talk about Pennsylvania. Um, a Pennsylvania appellate court rules that, uh, this is from normal, by the way, N-O-R-M-L, uh, rules that medical cannabis costs should be reimbursed by workers' compensation insurance plans. What? This is precedent, 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 not precedent, <laughs> but precedent. That's it. <laughs> uh this could be pre- yeah for sure um so basically what it says is a uh, cost specific to state sanctioned use of medical cannabis are uh are eligible for reimbursement under workers compensation laws according to a ruling handed down friday by Pen- pennsylvania appellate court in a split decision justices determined that the Workers' Compensation Appeal Board erred in denying the plaintiff's claim and reversed their decision, writing for the court, Judge uh, Ann Covey opined, employer's failure to reimburse claimant's out-of-pocket costs for medical marijuana to treat his work-related injury is a violation of the Workers' Compensation Act. The MMA, uh, the Pennsylvania Medical Marijuana Act, specifically mandates that no medical marijuana patients be denied any rights for lawful use of medical marijuana and the Workers' Comp Act provides employees a statutory right to workers' compensation, medical expenses that are reasonable and necessary to treat a work injury. Therefore... If this court was to agree with the employer, it would be removing those express protections from the MMA and the Workers' Compensation Act. I mean, I am speechless. I... Don't, I mean, that is, that is amazing. And it is going to be used as precedent across the United States. When these, uh, when these things happen, when somebody is out on a worker's compensation and has to be reimbursed for their medical expenses and their medical expenses are cannabis and not pills. And they say, no, we can't do it. People, Their attorney can look to Pennsylvania and say, this is precedent and also workers' compensation has to pay out. I mean, that's, I mean. Yeah, it can't change the decision I or influence the decision. I am. That's some good news in cannabis. That's good news. We'll we'll stay on that. We'll see if there's any more articles that come out about that, if that gets, you know, take appeal any further or whatever. But right now that's where it stands is that this is a legal. You said, this is what they're saying. You said, this is legal, medical. This is medicine. This is legal medicine. And they have to see a doctor to get their um, uh, recommendation For this legal medicine in our state, you said in our state, this medicine is legal. And then you said, oh, no, you didn't use the medicine we wanted you to use. So we're not going to compensate you for the medicine that you're using to heal from your injury that you got at work. Even though it says in our little agreement that we will reimburse you for the medication that you need. To get back on your feet and go back to work, so we can stop paying you, right? So, so this judge made the right decision, of course, in my opinion. I can't believe it. So crazy. Uh, she concluded, given the General Assembly's clear declaration of and intention in enacting the MMA and the MMA's unambiguous statutory language, it is free from doubt that medical marijuana the medical marijuana system the general assembly created for the well-being and safety of patients including claimants was intended for them to have access to the latest medical treatments oh i mean i'm so i i feel warmth in my heart right now
2: <laughs>
1: it is amazing it is amazing Um, I mean, so congratulations, Pennsylvania. Let's keep an eye on that. If you guys see anything, um, where that changes or where it's being appealed or anything like that, let me just make it down to the end of the article. Um, let's see the ruling is the latest of many divergent opinions on the issue. Five additional States, Connecticut, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, and New York explicitly allow for employees to have their medical cannabis expense reimbursed. But by contrast, so there are some states that are not allowing this. By contrast, states expressly prohibit workers' compensation insurance from reimbursing medical marijuana-related costs in Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Florida, North Dakota, Ohio, and Washington. Other states are silent on the issue. Those are kind of newish states, and Florida is, uh, I can't even explain Florida, honestly, or Ohio. (laughs) Or or even Washington. That's crazy to me that Washington's playing in that place. Last year, um, the U S Supreme court declined to weigh in on the issue. So there's, they're like, whatever the last thing that was said in your state um, holds. So it depends on the state that you're in, but it is precedent. It can be used to argue precedent, um, especially in legal medical cannabis states. So keep fighting the good fight and things like this will continue to happen. Um, yeah, neither can we, he says. He says we can't explain it either. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have an explanation for that. What else is going on in the world? Um, let's see. There's some headlines, normal uh, headlines. So District of Columbia marijuana expungement bill enacted into law. So that's good news. They just um, did that recently. This was a March 15th issue. Um, then what else? Canada, uh, Kentucky Senate approves medical cannabis bill. So it still has to go uh, to the House. But in the Senate, they've approved it. So let's see what happens in Kentucky. But it's a step in the right direction. They just got to keep approving it and until everybody approves it. <laughs> Um, so, no, let's see. D- Democratic Governor Andy Beshear is expected to sign the measure into law. So uh, once it's approved by the House. So they think that they're going to maybe get it. So maybe Kentucky will be the next state to legalize. That would be weird. But, hey, I
2: mean, hey, uh, baby another, step.
1: another state good. I don't have to avoid.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, is this just the main page? I think this is just maybe. Uh, Let's see. What else? Oh, CBD could reduce craving for nicotine and help tobacco smokers quit. Uh, This was found in a study. So there's a new study, a federally funded study that has found that that CBD can help uh, tobacco users quit by reducing their cravings. Uh, Researchers at Washington State University looked at the effects of the non-intoxicating cannabinoid on the metabolism of nicotine Uh, The main addictive component of tobacco, the study published in the journal uh, chemical research in toxicology last month showed that relatively low doses of CBD significantly inhibit a key enzyme associated with processing of nicotine in the body, which could stave off cravings. The whole mission is to decrease harm from smoking, which is not from the nicotine per se, but all the carcinogens and the other chemicals that are in tobacco smoke. Uh, This was the professor Philip Lazarus, a senior author of the study. If we can minimize that harm, it would be a great thing for human health. Um, While researchers say more studies that involve human subjects are needed, The study that examined the liver tissue and microsomes derived from specialized cell lines showed that cannabidiol inhibited multiple relevant enzymes and that included uh, the CYP2A6, the main enzyme that metabolizes nicotine. CBD inhibited that enzyme processing of the chemical by 50%, even at a low dose concentration that was administered. In other words, it appears that you don't need much CBD to see the effect. Um, we say that all the time. That's why we have a low-dose uh, option. <clears throat> so uh, the research has conducted, was conducted with the support of the National Institute. Uh, Institutes of Health, National Institutes of Environmental Health Sciences, past studies have reached similar conclusions about inhibitory effects of CBD on nicotine metabolism. Uh, The latest research indicates that such inhibition of the key enzymes leads to increased plasma nicotine levels per cigarette smoked and reduction in the number of cigarettes smoked, thus diminishing the adverse health effects of smoking. Further investigations will be required to determine the potential for CBD and potentially other cannabinoids as an agent for tobacco cessation therapy. Um, There's more, a little bit more to this article, but definitely check it out. That's super, super interesting. There's a lot of science there and um, I was really a little turned on by it. So It was such a good article,
2: (laughs) a lot of science there. And,
1: uh, um, um, don't forget that this show is brought to you by queen kitty seltzer, a low dose CBD seltzer with no sugar, no sweeteners. Um, we use botanical terpenes and organically grown hemp to get the flavors and the cannabinoids into our product. Uh, this is a low dose option and there's no yak in the back. It tastes like water. So it's going to quench your thirst. Pop this kitty, put it in your mouth. Don't forget that we're going to be collecting factoids for our next can. So send them on over to us in our um, email, our DMs, or in um, in Discord. Join us on our Discord, solo.to slash cannabis closet 420. So that's very interesting. Um, I love it. Absolutely amazing. Uh, so what time is it? Six oh seven. I was like looking at the Six clock. What
0: right.
1: well, on this on this thing? Um, uh, so uh, w- w- well, I did most of the really um, interesting stories that came out today. Um, there is one, uh, that is, uh, in the marijuana moment that you guys might want to check out. And that is Oregon approves nation's first psilocybin grow license to supply psychedelic service centers. So Oregon is going to have the first legal psilocybin centers, like places where you can like legally go to buy. So to buy. Okay. So I,
2: like- that's
1: what it looks like. That's what it yeah. looks like. Um, they're Not, um, yeah, um, well, they have a grower's license to supply service centers, so it looks like they're going to have centers where you can go and purchase in Oregon. Okay. I, I mean, okay, I'm with it.
2: Good job, Oregon!
1: Yeah, way to be progressive. I love that. Um, so, uh, what do we have? We have some upcoming stuff. Uh, we have the greenest green party, which is, um, on this Sunday. So if you're in, if you're in, uh, Denver, uh, definitely hit that QR code, check out the sesh, the sesh connection on Instagram, uh, and, uh, sign up to come join us at the greenest green party. We're going to be there with queen kitty and, uh, we're going to have some drinks for sale and some samples um so come join us it'll be such a good time 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. on march 26th um get your tickets now before they sell out ow 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 ow
3: ow
0: ow
1: upcoming events we have uh jamika scott joining us on march 27th that's on monday so we have a guest on monday we're excited um she's running for a local office and um, I know her from TikTok, and I just think she's super interesting. So I just wanted to bring her on and have a little chit chat with her and smoke a little, smoke a smoke with her. Um, if she's, if you know, if she wants to, <laughs> no pressure, no yeah.
2: pressure.
1: <laughs> um, what else do we have as an upcoming event happening? Um, We we think that we're probably going to have some events happening on April 6th and 7th in the Denver area. So stay tuned for that. Um, April 30th, we're going to be out in the St. Louis area. Uh, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, is going to be on stage and we got nosebleed seats. So we're going to be chilling out there, like dancing with our friends. And Ludacris is going to be there, too, um, which means on May 1st that we're going to be live from St. Louis. Um, So join us Um, on May 1st as well. Mark your calendars. We're going to be in St. Louis. Uh, We're going to be looking for guests. So if you want to come on the show, let us know, uh, St. Louis. Uh, Don't forget that this show is brought to you by CQLC. We're consulting an education company within the cannabis industry, um, 970-426-5985. We do offer responsible vendor training as well, uh, which is required uh, every two years for, um, delivery and hospitality staff, but also it's a great recommendation for the rest of you as well to stay current on the laws, make sure you're doing everything right. Um, we're going to mitigate any risks for your business. Uh, we can come in and help you hands-on train your employees or help you with compliance ourselves. So give us a call 970-426-5985. You can check out our website, www.cq-llc.com and customer service CQLC. At gmail.com is also an option. The show's also brought to you by Queen Kitty Seltzer. Queen, Queen Kitty Seltzer, pop this kitty, put it in your mouth. You can check out all of our socials on solo.to uh, slash Queen Kitty Seltzer. Sorry. Um, you can check out our website, www.queenkittyseltzer.com, where you can pick up some cans or you can pick up some apparel. So check out um, our merchandise section. Uh, we got lots of cool stuff in there. Uh queenkittyseltzer.com is where you can find it. There's no THC, there's no sugar or sweeteners, there's no yak in the back. It's organically grown hemp uh and natural botanical flavors uh from the hemp plant and also derived from other plants as well. Um so yeah, pop this kitty, put it in your mouth. And we got um some new things happening soon, coming soon. Coming to soon. a to a kitty near you. <laughs> I didn't have any additional, um, uh, videos for today. So, so we, we got our fill on that. Uh, but I do have would you rathers? So I got a a couple or three, would you rathers for us? Um, so the first one is, would you rather, uh, give up TV or junk food for life? My mind I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. I, I he's, uh, don't cancel me. <laughs> don't cancel me. I didn't pee on anybody.
2: Oh, that's hard. Cause I like both.
1: I love both. My like, body says give up junk no food girl. too. So it's like, my mind says give up junk food, but my brain says give up TV. They fight yeah, the like anything.
2: Like I would feel like anything that like the, that's like TV. Yeah. Like, yeah
1: when well, we're talking about tv
2: <laughs>
1: right you're streaming all that shit right oh sorry that's probably loud in there um i youtube <laughs> i don't know i don't know what would i give up tv or junk food cuz like what's considered junk food <laughs> uh, you know like everything TV, like everything that's streaming, yeah, you would have to just give up a streaming situation. You'd have to give us up. I don't think so. Mm. No, I would. Um, I would give up. I would give up TV.
2: Yeah, I, I think I would give up TV. And you think that that
1: means movies too? <laughs> I think that means. Like- like, yeah,
2: the whole, like like the whole TV goes out the
1: window like no like TV like to, the, no the, the no films. streaming no none of that maybe you could watch something on like a really big screen that is like a full movie but like not like not a rate I don't think so I think just any kind of like that visual probably is out I would I would give that up and I want actually I want to give that up I want to be not interested in other people's lives or you know, made up dramas or whatever. I want, I want that for myself. Maybe I would go to more live shows. Maybe I would go to more plays. Maybe I would like, you know what I'm saying? Right. It would change the way. I feel like the way that we, uh, that we stream things is really uh, affects our brains and how we think and how we react and how, uh, and, and, you know, like our depression and like all of those things, right? So, okay. So what I've been doing in the mornings, I've been not every morning, but actually I've been doing it relatively consistently, but I've been doing quiet, quiet times. Uh, so I, so, so I, uh, I'm reading, I'm reading this book and is one of the things that she said that she did like kind of in a, like to get to her, her inner voice. to like really hear herself, um, around all of the chaos and everything. And, uh, in the book, she explains how hard it was too. And it's fucking hard. It's fucking hard to not be like distracted by the silence Mm -hmm. of it all. But I've been really trying. So I've been hanging upside down. Because we have a conversion table, one of those dealies. We're, listen, we're not rich people and neither are the people in this story. But sometimes my father-in-law sends us stuff and it's kind of cool, but like it's not stuff that we've ever asked (laughs) for or like hinted that we need or anything like that but like he sends us stuff. And so, so one day I go out on the front porch and there's a fucking conversion table in a box on my front porch. And I'm like, um, we didn't order this. And then I look and it says my husband's name on the side of it. So it's definitely for us and it's from his dad and I love it. I use it a lot now. I've been using it relatively regularly. So I, then I turn on my timer for like 10 minutes and I hang upside down and don't turn on any music. Don't turn on any sounds or any, any like guided meditation or anything. I just in the silence, So I'm trying to like be comfortable as fuck in the silence. Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah. So that's what, anyways, so I would give up the TV. That, that was my whole explanation. I would give up the TV, but also like my body's screaming, give up sugar. So like, <laughs> like right. Yeah. Right. That would uh, be healthy for my body. But right. I, but I think that I'm thinking about this from a health perspective. I think that if I can get my mind healthy, that, and then I can also get my body healthy. Like as right. my mind I got a month
2: is, of junk food.
1: Right. Right. So then I'm not giving anything up. It's a game. Look, look how I just turned that whole thing.
3: <laughs>
1: Y'all weren't expecting that, were you? <laughs> would you rather these are really like real thinkers, but okay, so would you rather never be able to read another book? or never be able to watch another movie.
2: Um movie, I would I would give up movies. I would cuz I like reading books. Um I think they're better than movies sometimes just because I do have an avid yeah, you know, imagination where I can
1: I would give up movies. Yeah. I I I try to read more and more and I don't want to give that up cuz that's something that uh, the ancestors fought for and, uh, our, you know, our past, our past, um, mothers, sisters, wives, etc., fought for, um, our, our right to be able to be educated and, and read. And, um, so it's not something I want to give up. And also when you think about it, uh, in terms of what's happening right now in America, I think I played that clip the other day where, um, there are, there are states across the United States that are banning books. <sighs> yeah. That's give so up crazy. the movies. Cause they're yeah, basically they're, they're less better fashion. books. <laughs> and, then, and then that goes to the, what I was saying before, if I give up TV, right. If I give up TV and then I will probably go to more live stuff, like plays, like I'll go see it, like, you know, go see something and like, that's really good for your brain. That's like an, you know, say, plays are better because you're, there's like an actual interaction and an interpretation that has to happen. And anyways, so said, bye-bye books. no nah, because, you know, like I, you know, I, it's cool if you, if you want that, but for me, for, for sure um, we've not always, you know, women haven't always had the rights and those rights are being taken away across this nation right now um so. so those
2: are those are the statistics and factoids they kind of want um you know to build up for our next flavor Is uh we definitely want to focus on on women and what we you know and the statistics yeah. that people um aren't aware of or right think aren't you know and so we do want um yeah actual statistics
1: okay the last one last uh would you rather ready would you rather teleport or telekinesis? So teleportation, you get to go anywhere you want. Telekinesis, you can move shit around with your brain. Teleport. Teleport all day long. All day long. I'm traveling. I'm I am traveling. Traveling.
2: I can I can pick shit up on my own. I can get Listen, up. Listen,
1: can somebody else test it first? Is all I'm asking. Yeah, yeah.
2: If if we're if it's an offering, it's done. Like it's 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 but
1: already. Is it something I can do personally, or because yes, telekinesis? Beam, beam me
2: up. Beam me up, of Queen. Like if <laughs> I'm
1: out. <laughs> if, if we're talking versus teleportation versus telekinesis, telekinesis is something that like I do in my brain. So maybe teleportation is something I do in my brain too. In this instance. Sure. Yep. Okay. Well then I'm taking that one.
2: Yep. We're with it. It's an easy process. It's not like you got to have a Scotty to, to um, make sure you get somewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Beam me the fuck up. Like for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, what did I just hit the, I just hit the little, little button teleport. Yeah. I would go everywhere. I would go everywhere. I would go wherever I wanted, you know, just i i just love to travel so much um i i don't like being in one place for a long period of time it drives me insane it's really important for me to be out on the road as it is and if i could teleport oh man that would just make my life so much easier so much cheaper in gas you know yeah um you know so i just and and if you don't and you, then you don't have to move stuff with your brain cuz you could just teleport over to the remote grab it and then <laughs> it. Like, you don't have to like really <laughs> yeah, speaking of such things uh what is it the uh Mandalorian season 3 is up so we've been watching yes,
2: that I, I saw that I haven't I don't even think I finished season 2 I uh, not for any reason other than I just didn't
1: yeah uh, so since we're not really having to do the would you Rathers, if you guys want to go check that out it's up. Um, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> she's doing it without us. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yo <laughs> yeah. uh, we have again just a reminder we do have a guest on Monday, so um show up and show out, you know what I'm saying um Jamika Scott will be here with us on um, Monday at four twenty. Uh, Mountain Standard Time. We're super excited to have her. Um, We can't wait. And you guys are going to love her too. Um, She's great. She's hilarious. And um, um, she's going to tell us about her, um, her run for politics. Don't watch it. Oh my goodness. It's so, it's got the cute little, little grogu on it. The little grogu, (coughs) little cute little. Anyways. uh, (laughs) so, So don't forget to tune in, tell your friends, Uh uh let's let's get these numbers up. Let's get them up. Um tell your friends about us. We will be back on Monday. Um Are we doing Discord tonight? We're not. We are? We are. We're not? We are.
2: Um We can for a minute. So
1: if you are not a part of our Discord, go to um go to solo.to slash cannabis closet 420. It has all of our links there. It'll link you straight to our discord. Go check us out. Um, we'll be hanging out in discord for just a few minutes after the show. Um, yeah, I'm going to
2: show, I'm going sh- to show the artwork I've been working on cause I need
1: some. Yeah. Yeah. So you get some little behind the scenes stuff. Um, and you don't have to pay for it. You just have to join our discord and we, we don't have no Patreons or nothing right now. So, um, get us while we're not famous. It's a really good idea um (laughs) catch us while we're on the low. we're still gonna be very humble and we are famous so yes we are we always will be always um but i might like be a little bit more bougie but i'll still be very (laughs) uh you guys um Make sure that uh, you take care of yourselves. Be nice to yourself. Um, Put your mask on before assisting others.
2: Yes. um, Cultivate love. Bring it to you. You deserve it. You deserve it. You do. You deserve it. You do. You do. do. Um, And as always. Stay lifted. Stay gifted.
1: We love you guys. We'll see you on Monday. (laughs) We should have some outro music.